In this module, we're going to talk about a brand. You know, a lot of people out there that are selling on Amazon, they say you can't sell on Amazon unless you build a brand. Uh, because the days of just selling products on Amazon uh, are, are over. Um, you've got to differentiate with a brand. I don't 100% agree with that. I think there's a great opportunity. The first thing to, you need to do is take advantage of the great opportunity on Amazon to actually just sell products. Figure out what you're going to sell, what makes money, how the system works, and then you can evolve it into actually focusing on a brand. Now, there's nothing wrong with saying, look, I do want to create a brand. And my ultimate goal, when you make your list of goals from one of the other modules, is to have a brand, is to have something that that's, can stand alone outside of Amazon. And I'm just going to use Amazon as the major launch platform. That's okay. So you do need to know a little bit about what is a brand and what makes, how is, what is a brand? Some people just think a logo and, and a, a name is a brand. And on Amazon, they call that brands. I mean, it's brand registry, brand gating. It's the name of your company. But that doesn't mean you're a brand. That just means you have a name. A brand is, is, is a desired perception. A brand is what you want people to think when they hear your name or when they see your logo. When you see the Nike swoosh, immediately an image comes to mind. When you see the Apple, Apple uh, with a little bite taken out of it, immediately an image comes to mind. When you see the logo of a Mercedes, an image comes to mind. That's a brand. For most of us that are selling on Amazon, we have no chance of that. There's very few born on Amazon brands. I mean, Amazon's done a campaign where there's some like Anchor. There's a handful of them that were born on Amazon that are actually have become big names. But the vast majority of, of people selling on Amazon, even though they have a brand name, they're not really a brand. Uh, until you can really stand apart from Amazon and you could tell Amazon to get, rid get lost, we don't care about you, you're not really a brand. But Amazon is a great place to incubate a brand. You know, you have all these incubators for high-tech uh, startups and stuff that they come in. There's a hundred of them, like 101 start, 101 startups or whatever in San Francisco, and some, some of those types of companies. They, they incubate. Amazon is a great place to to start forming your brand ideas and to start finding a way to create a brand. But don't get too locked up in that in the beginning. But I just want to give you a little bit of basics of what is a brand, so you can start thinking about the process. And so that once you're successful on Amazon, you can start trying to evolve a little bit into actually maybe pivoting it into becoming more of a brand. And you can do a few things in the beginning that will make that pivot a little bit easier. But if you try to create a big brand in the beginning, it, you're going to lose that focus. Remember in the last module, I talked about focus. Um, follow one course until successful. Follow the course uh, of selling on Amazon, master that. Figure out what works and what doesn't, where your product, where your strengths are, and then pivot that. Don't try, to, don't try to do it up front. Unless you have experience in branding and you come from that or you've got a lot of experience already, don't, don't get caught up in too much in the brand. So, I mean, a brand, once you're a true brand, it will influence the price people pay. If people aren't searching for your name in the, in the thousands or tens of thousands on Amazon, you're not a brand. So if you want to see how many brands are on Amazon, type in uh, your competition and type in their, their brand name and see how many searches per month there are. If it's a small amount of searches, uh, they're not really a brand. They need to be into the, the thousands, if not tens of thousands, then they're actually a brand because people are looking for them by name. Um, and, and that's how they're getting a lot of their sales. And that's where one of the areas that you wanna not compete because when, so when your competition is heavily searched for by their brand name, you have less of a chance to actually compete. So you wanna compete in that area where there's about 75 or 80 percent 
of the people buying on Amazon do not care what the brand is. They could care less. Uh, they just want a product that solves their problem or meets their needs. Then later on, you can evolve that into a brand. So brand can influence the price that people are willing to pay. And there are ways to do that with your images, uh, with your pricing, with a, a number of things. It's a lot more than just a logo. A lot of people think a brand is just a logo. It's a lot more than just a logo. And one thing you got to keep in mind is you really don't own the brand. The brand is in the perception of the people. The people own the brand. You own the branding. So your job is the branding. And, and it doesn't hurt to have a consistent message and consistent branding in what you do on Amazon because that will make it easier to actually evolve into a brand later on. Um, so you only own what you can influence. Uh, you have to remember that you can only own, you only own what you can influence. Uh, it's the message that you send out. That's what you own. The public will decide uh, what that means to them. So you can buy, if you're Louis Vuitton, you own the message that you send out in all your advertisements and all, what you do in the show in the bag and Cosmopolitan magazine and, and, and only limiting it to certain stores and having a map price that you can't sell it below this price and all those kinds of things. But the public is ultimately going to decide that Louis Vuitton makes me feel special. When I have a Louis Vuitton bag over my shoulder, I'm a woman, that makes me feel special. That makes me feel like I've arrived or, or whatever, whatever that feeling may be. Or uh, that, that's, that's when you get to the true branding. So when a consumer relates to a brand, that's what cre creates a connection. It's like an extension of themselves, like the Louis Vuitton example. It's an extension of themselves. People, there's people that are, all they do is buy Apple products and they, they refuse to do Android or Google or any, uh, any of the other phones. They're just, they're, they're loyal to that brand because they feel that the message that Apple conveys, you remember the old advertisements where you had the Apple guy who was like a cool looking dude and you had the PC guy who was like a really nerdy dude in the commercials and they would show each other. That, that's branding. That's like, who do you identify with? Am I the cool dude? I buy Apple. Or am I the nerdy dude? I buy, uh, that, that sits in the room and plays games all day or, or just codes all day long. I'm more like the, the PC guy. That, that's, people will identify themselves with, with that, but that takes time and that takes money and it takes a lot of effort. In the beginning, you need to lay the foundation, but don't stress too much about all that. Remember, people recognize visuals more than they recognize words. So you need strong visuals. So you need to, uh, you know, you can go and have a logo created on uh, Fiverr for five bucks, or you can have a logo created on Upwork or some of the other websites, or you can go to like 99designs and actually pay some decent money and have all these top talented people actually create a really strong logo for you, uh, and a strong visual. Uh, it depends on what your budget is, but um, creating a strong visual is important. Color, I mean, is really important in branding. Uh, Color can make a huge difference in the message you want to convey. Red means something different than green. Uh, blue means something different than, than white. Uh, color makes a huge difference in your branding as well. So those are things that you have to find in. Uh, what, you, what you need to do is figure out what your niche is going to be. In the beginning, you may not know. You may start to sell dog products and then later on pivot and say, no, you know what? Like I did. I had five brands when I first started. Two of them I, know, uh, two of them I don't sell anymore. And I'm focusing on doubling down on the three that are working. So maybe you start in pet products and you pivot to makeup and beauty. And that's where you're going to build uh, your niche around. And then figure out a way to speak to those people. The one thing you want to make sure you do is you don't sell products. You sell to people. And this is crucial. When you're looking, if you're going to try to eventually evolve into a brand, now when you first are starting to 
to sell something, you might just figure out, use the Helium 10 tools like we're going to show you with Blackbox and Cerebro, and you may find an opportunity, and that that's fine. Find that opportunity, make some money, and then maybe you'll pivot from there. Maybe you'll extend off of that product and, and grow that product, or maybe you'll go into a whole different direction. But there's nothing wrong with that. But once you you figured out what's working for you and selling on Amazon, you're going to want to determine what that avatar is. And an avatar means it's your ideal customer. It's not the reference to the movie. It's uh, it's, a, it's an ideal cu your ideal customer. What is a profile? If I just say right here, my ideal customer is this. Um, that's what they are. And it's not so much that they're, it's not demographics. People mix up demographics and avatars. It's not that it's women over 55 years of age who drive uh, Chevy Malibus. Uh, and live in a $2 million house, uh, that's a demographics. Your avatar is more of, of what are their objectives in life uh, and how can you fulfill them? That's more of an avatar. What are these people's objectives? These people are avid runners uh, and they love to hit the trail every day and run. And sometimes they take their dog with them. Uh, and sometimes they run marathons and other times they, they travel to run. What are the products that I can, that I can make that are geared toward that person? That person might be over 55, drive a Chevy Malibu, and live in a million-dollar mansion, or maybe not. That, that those are demographics. That don't mix up demographics at, in your avatar. And once you get your initial product launched on Amazon, then then you can pick a product that has multiple extensions of this. So if I launched a, uh, for example, if I launched a dog leash uh, after, and I, I started selling really well with a with a dog leash on Amazon. I may launch additional products for dogs, and that may be what I decide I'm going to build my brand around. But I may notice in my reviews, this is the beauty about Amazon, is don't try to get too caught up in the beginning. I may notice in my reviews, and I may notice in the, the customers who bought this section also bought that on Amazon, that the people buying a dog leash are also buying a, a holder for their iPhone to put, put, put on their shoulder. And I also, I also notice that those same people are buying uh, some sort of patch to put on their nipples to keep the sweat off when they're running. And I may notice that they're, they're, they're buying some other types of products. And I, I start looking, okay, what is my avatar here? My avatar is not let me go from a leash product and sell dog treats and sell dog bowls and just sell things for pet lovers. But let me look at something where I can sell across multiple categories. People get caught up. I'm only going to sell pet products. And so all they do is they sell pet products. I'm going to be a pet product company. That could work or it could be a mistake. But if you can find an avatar, and that's why I say start with one product and branch out, and create your brand later, is then you can find the people that are buying the dog leash, and they're also uh, buying the, the the things to help to keep the sweat off of their body, and they're buying the thing to hold their phone while they run. Those are outdoor people. Those are people that maybe like to go camping or hiking or go running or go to the park, and you can create a whole line of products around that niche. And once you can zero in on that, your chances of success go way the heck up. You're not limited to one category of selling on Amazon. You're not limited to one type of niche, and you can fill, fulfill the needs of that particular person really well. Uh, because the guy who's runner, he may not really care about dog bowls. He just wants the good leash and something else. He doesn't really care about all the other things. So when you can do that, uh, you're basically selling to a lifestyle, not a person. And so uh, you can sell to a person, or you can sell to a lifestyle. Uh, so I prefer to sell to a lifestyle, like what I just said. So once the initial customers, they, they figure out they like your product that you launched on Amazon, after you use the Helium 10 tools, and you're not too, you don't really care what that product is maybe in the beginning. Or maybe you do, you can find something that fits, something that makes you happy. But and for most people, I, I don't recommend necessarily doing this. Find, find something that's going to work so you have initial success, so you don't get discouraged, and then branch off of there. 
So once they like that product, they're going to be eager to buy, if you do your job right, other products that you have. And there's ways to remarket to them and to do all kinds of stuff outside of Amazon and on Amazon uh, to give them what they want in their lifestyle. And I think you're going to have a better chance of success uh, selling on Amazon by taking this approach and, and putting the branding a little bit later in the process. You got to think about it up front because you got to lay the groundwork, but don't get too emotionally tied to it. But speaking of emotion, I mean, branding is emotional. Exceptional brands always provide some sort of comfort. Always. I mean, any type of brand that's exceptional provides some sort of comfort to the user. They, they, it makes them feel a certain way or makes them feel happy. And your message has to be consistent. So across everything on your brand, your message has to be consistent. So if you're selling the dog leash and the, the, the sweat protectors and the, 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 the iPhone holder, your message across whatever your slogan is or whatever your logo is needs to be consistent. It needs to be for the active, the active lifestyle or whatever it may be, uh, and, and consist, a consistent message because everything has to be congruent if you're building a brand. So keep that in mind when you're laying this foundation. And you, like I said, the message has to be consistent. I mean, one of your goals here and the beauty about Amazon is in the past, if I wanted to create this brand aimed at these lifestyle people, I would have to go out and spend all kinds of money on focus groups. I'd have to run split tests on Facebook, drive all these people to my site, to my own page. It could take weeks, months, years, a tremendous amount of money. But the beauty about Amazon is that audience is already there. And the tools like Helium 10's tools where you can just mine the data and find exactly where these opportunities are, there's, there's been nothing else like it in the history. Uh, of selling business, um, business selling. I mean, it's it's crazy what you can do, but you gotta know how to, you gotta know how to master these. You gotta know how to drive the car, uh, not just get uh, to the store and back uh, to get milk. You gotta know how to, if you know how to drive the Lamborghini and race the track, what you're gonna know after finishing the freedom ticket, you're off to a, a, a major chance of success. And what you want to do out of this is you want to create raving fans, not just satisfied customers. So when I sell, people always ask me and Kevin on Amazon, how do I get reviews? It's the number one question or not number one, it's one of the top two or three questions people ask. How do I get reviews? And there's ways to game the system. There's ways to quote unquote illegally get reviews or against the terms of service of Amazon that can get you in trouble. A lot of people do it. I don't recommend it at all. Uh, people say, Kevin, how do, I, how do I get reviews? I say, put out a damn good product and let, everything will take care of it. A certain number of people are going to leave reviews on Amazon. Uh, 1% to 2%. You can use tools like follow-up from that can raise that number up a little bit. We'll talk about that. Uh, Bradley will be coming on, talking, showing you some, uh, a real quick, some of the good Helium 10 tools. But tools like that can help you raise that number up and get that from 1% or 2 to maybe 3 4 or 5%. Um, but if you put out a good product, so I had a, a dog, uh, a slow feed dog bowl was one of my products. This slow feed dog bowl, you know, dog, a lot of dogs, they, they eat out of a normal bowl and they eat really fast. They're hungry, they're ravishing, they're just eating, they're like not even chewing their food, they're just swallowing it whole. And what happens with a lot of dogs is after they eat so fast, they get sick. They either get, they start burping, they start farting, they, they start, uh, they get sick and they throw some of it back up. Um, and, and it's bad for the owner, bad for the dog. So a slow feed dog bowl is a dog bowl that has like little, um, obstacles inside the dish and those obstacles slow it down. It has to use its tongue and its nose to kind of work its way around. It can't just swallow things whole. And so those were selling pretty well. I saw using Helium 10, I saw that there's a lot of these people. It's a company called Outward Hound. It's a big company that's making a killing off of these. And I look at them all and I'm like, you know what? These are all ugly. They're all cheap. I'm going to create my own. So I create one in the shape of a bone. 
that's really nice. It's, I wouldn't want it in my house. It's not an ugly bowl that would look nice on the floor. It doesn't scoot across the floor with the dog pushing it with his nose or when it eats and all these other things that I read in the reviews. And so I put this product out and this, this product, uh, I, I sold it at almost twice the price of everything else that's selling on it. Uh, 19 bucks and $25 is the price point on it versus 10 bucks for a lot of these others. Do I sell nearly as many as the other guys? No, I'm not in those top BSRs like we talked about earlier and just crushing it, making a, a dollar on each one. You know, maybe they're selling a hundred a day. And there's tons of competition, tons of knockoff, and they're each making a dollar or two on each one. I'm selling mine for 20, 25 bucks. My cost maybe is a dollar more than theirs. I'm making four, five, six dollars on each one. I'm selling 20 a day, a fifth of what they're selling. They're selling 100 a day, fighting off all these competition, all these knockoffs. I went out and I got a design patent on mine. Remember what we talked about earlier, that copyright on my packaging, so nobody can really easily knock me off. And I'm sitting down here at a, at a lower BSR, kind of in the middle of the pack with no trouble, no hijackers, no nothing, selling 20 a day versus their 100, and I'm making more money. And my customers are super happy. They're raving fans because they're buying this dish and it's working. Their dog is, is eating and it, the dog, instead of taking 30 seconds to eat, it's taking them three minutes to eat their food. And they're thrilled to death. Their dog's not farting anymore. It's not throwing up the food. It's not laying around sick. Um, and they're thrilled. So what do they do? They go on my onto Amazon and leave me a review. This is the best dog dish ever. You should buy it, blah, blah, blah. That's how you create raving fans. Put out a good product. Don't just slap your Lego logo uh, on some piece of junk just because you're trying to make a buck. That's what some people that sell on Amazon do, and it's very short-lived. Um, because Amazon, customer service is king, I mean, on Amazon. And so if, if you put out bad products, Amazon is going to always err on the side of the customer. Amazon rarely errs on the side of the seller. They always, some people say Amazon shoots first and asks questions later of sellers. But when, the, when a customer says something's wrong, they jump over backwards and make sure that customer is totally thrilled. They'll actually refund you before you even return the product. And if you never return the product, they actually will not even actually charge your card. They say they will, but they don't do it. So, they, they, and so they're, they're very customer focused. Um, they want you to have raving fans and they want you to have glowing reviews. That's, that's Amazon's, they really want that. Now, another thing you can do is you can go out, you know, later on, you don't want to do this in the beginning because remember, focus, follow one course until successful, is you can go out and you can build Facebook groups or Instagram pages or Pinterest pages, do some blogs, and you can build around this audience. Once you know what that true avatar is and how you're going to expand that out by using the data on Amazon, let Amazon tell you, don't try to guess this up front. I'm going to create a brand that's this. Let the data come to you through what you're selling on Amazon and then, and then mold that into what you, what your brand is going to be. And I think you're going to see that you're going to have a lot more success than trying to create a brand straight from the beginning. And just remember with Amazon, you don't own the platform. So uh, you have to work within their system of what they allow video-wise, photo-wise, copy-wise. But that's one of the reasons that you want to have what's called brand registry. It goes around the brand. Remember earlier I said you need to get a trademark right away as fast as you can because that opens up a lot of extra doors. And what that does is opens up something called EBC, Enhanced Brand Content, where at the bottom of the page, instead of having a little bit of a description, 2,000 characters, you actually get to put additional photos and additional videos, additional content to really help mold your avatar and mold your brand. And so these are just some of the, the key things you need to keep in mind uh, when, when you're selling on Amazon and when you're creating a brand. Uh, so I just want you, want you to think about that uh, as you're starting this process. So Hopefully this has helped you a little bit and we'll see you in the next